the Bible is very specific, that there shall be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the signs from heaven. Lord, that the universe, that the skies, that the stars, that they declare nature itself, it declares your glory, O God. And help us to be cognizant and to be awake to the times that are about us, Lord, and not to miss the signs that you have put out there for us to recognize exactly where we are in this earth's history. Lord, we thank you and pray that you would bless this program tonight. We ask it in Yeshua's precious name, Lord. Amen. Thank you all for being here. And I know, listen, there is election coming up and everybody's so excited, believing that the, uh, you know, if we all just vote the right way, that, you know, they can turn around and this country will be made great again. You know, as Brother Benjamin says, make Babylon great again. You know, here's the problem, folks. And I trust me, if I can vote against abortion, homosexuality and all these things, I will vote against it every single time, um, even though I do express and, and, and practice my uh, God given right to be able to vote in this country. Uh, freedom of elections, I appreciate. Um, I don't put my hope that the leaders of this country will set us free. Romans one twenty one says this, uh, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but become became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened, professing to be wise. They became fools and changed the glory of the of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and the birds and the four footed animals and the creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions for even their their women exchange the natural use for that which is against nature, like also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. Do you see what happens when a society becomes corrupt? The result of that is the sin that we see now present, the lies that we see now present. It's so embarrassing. I can't even watch the so-called leader of this country right now because he's, first of all, he's in another universe. He's out of his mind, but it's deeper than that because the one who he worships is not the one we worship. Because he's following the red dragon, he's getting his orders along with all the puppet masters from dark forces that try to tell you everything's okay when we know it's not. But if you continue to listen to it long enough and it's loud enough, 
people will believe it. Now, here's the interesting thing. I told you at the beginning that the Bible said there will be signs in the sun, the moon, the stars. Now, I want you to, I want to just, as we get into this program for a minute, I want to go back to Genesis chapter one and clear something up that I believe is very important that we so often forget, or maybe we don't take it as seriously as we should. Genesis one, verse 14, and God said, let there be light in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons, and for days and years. Now, I find that interesting because we understand about the days and the years and the signs and the seasons, and you know, people have their different thoughts on a lunar-based calendar versus a solar-based calendar. You know, I was a long time thinking about lunar, but you know, I've looked a lot at the solar-based of the ASEANs and the Dead Sea, and it seems to be a very legitimate calendar. Whether whichever one you want to base on and argue about it, I'm not worried about it on this program. What I'm worried about is that what it first said before that in Genesis chapter 14, it said before it was for the days and the years, it said it would be for signs and for seasons. So the stars, the sun, the lights, the moon, they would be first and foremost for signs and then for seasons and then for days and years. But the one thing they were intended to be for first and foremost is the one thing we look at the least. That is the signs part of it. We ignore the signs and lo and behold, here we're coming up on another election And I was just reading earlier how there is going to be a full lunar eclipse on the 8th, which is next Tuesday, election day, a full lunar eclipse that's going to be happening. And I'm trying to tell you, folks, that God is speaking. We have had more blood red moon and different uh, signs over these last 10, 12 years and the skies, the tetrads, uh, the blood moon tetrads, all these things that have happened and tracing them back how they've happened on significant historical dates throughout history that meant something. And we so quickly forget it. And I believe God is speaking again, trying to tell us pay attention to what's going on because here is the word folks for this hour and I'm not saying this is breathed from God I'm telling you what this is the result of what a nation is taking the word for this hour is corruption that is where we are as a nation we are corrupt there is evil and I don't care if the Republicans win trust me I'm a business owner And I don't like the policies that are in place right now. I don't like the inflation. I don't like the outlook because you know what? It puts a danger on my business. Uh, Actually, my business is God's business. It puts a danger on the business. It puts a danger on our forecasting for the future and customer base and all these things because everything is uncertain. And if you didn't see the warning that came out this week on the absolute sheer concern there is right now, for the coming possible shortage of diesel fuel. Folks, let me tell you right now, if you don't understand that our country runs on diesel fuel, because that's how every single thing pretty much makes it to the market on diesel fuel. I don't care if they ship it on train, they ship it on plane, it gets offloaded onto a truck and it gets shipped 
to the market in diesel fuel and if the diesel fuel runs out and we have supplies because the president of this country has emptied our strategic oil reserves or sold them to china or different places and has left us and and, you know stopped uh drilling on our own uh country and you know they say there's so much coal in the united states i don't know if you know this but uh, there's apparently some seam of coal that runs through the central part of this country it's so huge we we don't need anybody's energy forever let alone all the stuff in Anwar and everything else that's up there. But what are we doing? We're being told today that it's cheaper to have solar up in Connecticut or was it, uh, um, was it, um, I can't remember which state the president was just speaking in. Uh, it was it was uh, somewhere up there in New England. And he said, yeah, it's cheaper. They found out that they were losing money on coal. It cost them too much. It's cheaper to do solar and wind. And we'll just, you know, then it'll just pump up and fill, you know, it'll be so much better for our electricity. Unfortunately, solar doesn't happen at night and wind doesn't always blow. And coal plants are 24-7, always ready, maximum output type for electricity. It's madness you know it's a lie i know it's a lie but this is the lie that we're being told constantly that everything's okay and it is so bad right now we've lost touch and here we are at another election and god's putting a sign up there in the sun in the moon in the stars and i believe he is warning us we better watch out because we are in some dangerous times now i want to turn with you for a minute to Jeremiah chapter 51. We've talked a lot before how I'm a strong believer in Revelation chapter 18 and a pieces of 17 uh, pointing to America, Babylon, mystery Babylon, because there is no nation in the world. There's no place in the world that if it was to go up in flames in one hour of one day, that all the merchants of the earth would weep. The common belief back through our prophetic history in the United States and modern interpretations going back in the 1800s, one of the most common beliefs of the interpretation of Revelation chapter 17 through 18 was this all dealt with Rome. Okay. And trust me, Rome is not uh, guiltless by any means. They got their hands in everything over the Vatican. I don't trust the Vatican is a part of everything that's going on bad around the world. Don't get me wrong on that. But the truth is, is that's not it is talking about a place. If Rome went up in one hour of one day, do you think all the merchants of the earth would sit off her shores and weep and wail? No, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. But there's only one country that imports more than everybody else in the world. The country that makes the earth rich by the abundance of their delicacies or luxuries, which it says in Revelation 18, that's the United States of America. China's an exporter. Russia exports. We are the number one importer of the world, all the merchants of the earth, and it's very clear. But we know that Revelation 18 parallels in Jeremiah chapter 50 and 51. And so I want to pick up here in Jeremiah chapter 51, Uh, starting in verse uh, four, thus the slain shall fall in the land of the Chaldeans and they that are thrust through in her streets for Israel hath been forsaken nor Judah of his God for the Lord of hosts, though their land was filled with sin against the Holy one 
Flee out of the midst of Babylon and deliver every man his soul. Be not cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time of the Lord's vengeance. He will render unto her recompense. Now, if you remember, the judgment on Babylon is complete. It's final. You look in Revelation 18. You look in in even Jeremiah 50 and 51. You look at this completeness throughout there of judgment. But history says no to ancient Babylon. Ancient Babylon was not destroyed like that. Even when it was taken over and won, you remember when the handwriting on the wall and and, um, Cyrus and all that stuff took place. Babylon was slowly destroyed over a period of time. and, And people slowly, basically, if you look in the, even the Encyclopedia Britannica, they migrated out of the area over time. It was not a complete final destruction. So even commentators will say, this seems to be something futuristic. Now, continuing on, verse 7, Babylon hath been a golden cup in the Lord's hand that made the earth drunken. The nations have drunken of her wine, therefore the nations are mad. It's sounding like Revelation 18, isn't it? Babylon is suddenly fallen and destroyed. How for her? Take balm for her pain. If so, she may be healed we would have healed babylon but she is not healed now here's that's that's your clue right there that is the key verse right there let me read it again we would have healed babylon but she is not healed do you see if babylon could would have been healed that means at one point babylon was on the right path ancient babylon was a pagan nation. This place, Babylon, is different because it, she, it said we would have healed her, but she's not healed. Me, the only way you get healed is if you were once okay and then you're wounded, something happened, and you need to be rehealed. This pagan nation was never healed at any time. It was always on the path of judgment. And so here, this is talking about a Babylon who once was okay, who fell from the actual time of being a a good, useful person for the Lord. And that's what happened in Babylon. She was would have been healed, but she's not. You need to forsake her. And God was warning the people that is for our generation. See, the entire Bible all the things of the Bible, all the things that happened to the ancients, all these things were written not only just for things in their days, but they were as an example, the Bible says, to whom the ends of the earth should come, meaning the word of God was written for us in the final generations. And all those things that happened to Israel along the way and the nations, those were signs, symbolic. Those were things that were going to happen to us in the last days. And we needed to be aware of that. So God says, I want you to remember that I'm going to put my signs in the sun and the moon and the stars before you count the days before you count the seasons or the moedines the the those are also the feasts of the lord okay and that's another a whole nother study on the feast of the lord the seasons there and we need to understand that god put these for signs and he is now warning us again that we are on the verge of judgment and i don't care how actually excuse me let me take that back we are already being judged you see i we have some, I won't get in deep to it because it's nobody's business, but when the whole um, shutdown happened and nobody wanted to go to their houses of worship, um, we continued to worship. 
and with 40, 50 people packed out in the garage, different things, because we weren't going to stop worshiping just because somebody said, don't worship. Okay. And we were going to continue to follow the Lord no matter what. But the Lord has blessed me at times and churches have me speak in different places. And I've been traveled around and I will tell you right now, the churches in the United States have been judged and most of them are completely ignorant. They've been judged and they have no idea. And you go in there and look at their congregations. Most of them are still half full post pandemic and they don't even understand the judgment had already begun in the house of the Lord and they are left empty and they don't even see it. And here God continues to share his signs. I mean, look, folks, it's not just this and the blood red moons and all the solar eclipses on holy days that have happened uh, through these past years. I won't even get it's It's so many different things. It's If you haven't been following them, um, you need to go back and look at all the things that are not coincidence that have been happening. And now we see what? All these things in this, you know, telling us about all the aliens out there or the, excuse me, the, the, the unidentified flying objects, the supernatural things that are going on, the near asteroid events. I mean, God is literally raining down signs. The devil is being showing his, uh, supernatural signs also because folks don't forget the devil also has supernatural signs he can show too. If you haven't read the book, maybe you, maybe you read the parts about a statue that'll speak fire, you know, the false prophet and fire from heaven, all these different things, right? The devil has certain limited powers that God has given him. And as the end of time comes along, he is allowed to be let loose and work in a more supernatural way. And I remember um, very clearly, uh, I think I shared this a long time ago on one of the remnant calls, but a friend of mine, um, they were missionaries over uh, family in um, the Philippines, and they would have encounters over there with this um, de- this demonic dog uh, that was demon possessed, and it would run around and bite people. It was it was totally demonic uh, in the woods, and these angels or not angels, but like little people or winged people that would run around in the wilderness over there in the Philippines in Palawan area. And they, but they didn't fly, but they ran around with wings. And these were all demons that the people knew about, the missionaries knew about. But when the missionaries would come in there and they would preach Jesus and they would pray and they would seek the Lord. And I'm going to tell you what, they had to go into serious intercession over there because it wasn't always just say it once and the devil comes out. No, they had to pray and seek the Lord. And God would free these villages up from this demonic presence. But when they came back to the United States, the pastor George was in the store and he looked up and he picked up some of these videos games and it was the same demons that they knew about over there on the mountains he saw pictures of on the video games here in the United States folks that's what's running our country right now and God's been trying to tell us that there will be signs in the sun and in the moon and the stars and upon the earth, the stress of nations with perplexity in the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Folks, we are here today. People are afraid. They are worried. They are nervous. And it will only get worse. I don't know if you've ever been in a near-death experience where your life is on the line, but it is a scary thing that can happen when you know that the end is almost there. Folks, the Bible says that things are coming so, so 
scary that just the thought of what's coming, just the knowledge of what's coming will stop people's hearts. That's how bad it is. But God said, you shouldn't be ignorant of this because my signs have been everywhere. My signs have been all over. And folks, understanding God's feasts and appointed times throughout the years are indicators that we should all be aware of because they're markers on his calendar and he does certain things on his days in conjunction with signs in the heavens because God is warning his people. The Bible says that the devil, or excuse me, that the Lord, first of all, never does anything unless he reveals it to his servants, the prophets. And as my dad was on here the other week was sharing that he believes, now he's, he, he doesn't, he can't prove this in scripture, but it's an observation that he has seen through the years. He believes that the Lord holds the devil to the same standard, that the devil must reveal his plans through his servants, the prophets. And that's what we see going on right now. They don't even hide it anymore. They don't even try to act like it's going on. They tell you right now how evil and how wicked it is, and they don't even care. They tell such bold lies. There's not even any shame left anymore in their lives. God is telling us that we better wake up. I was praying with a friend of mine. This is what I'd said. Lord, I don't want to just be preparing. I want to be prepared. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let me say that again. Lord, I don't want to just be preparing. I want to be prepared. I want to come to the point in my life that I am dead to the flesh and alive unto Christ fully living by the spirit. Doesn't mean we will be perfect, but it means that I know and have the confidence that no matter what happens, I will be able to face it knowing that he who is with me is greater than he who is in the world. I will know that no weapon that is formed against me shall proper shall prosper, and I will remember that the one who promised to never leave me nor forsake me will fight for me, and he is coming back, and one day very soon he will take me with him to be forever with the Lord. Folks, we are living in that day that God asked us to be ready for, not just so we could we could be aware of the hour, but so that we could be ready to move and be useful for his kingdom. I believe God wants us to have a complete confidence in him to face whatever comes our way. Yes, men's hearts will fail them from fear of what's coming, but those who tap into the perfect love of the Lord shall not fear. First and foremost, There is one thing we need to deal with up front. We need to understand our election, our calling, and our salvation in Jesus. And if you don't understand that, folks, you need to get that clear. I don't want to tell you because you spoke a prayer or you said something that you're saved. Your salvation is between you and the Lord, okay? But I want you to know that God wants you to know and believe and understand that you've been saved and that if you cry out and repent and come to him, that he will by in no means turn you away, but he is faithful 
and just. 1 John 5.13 says this, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. The Lord wants us to know and understand that we have eternal life. And the Bible says in Jude, under him is able to keep us from falling. That doesn't mean you don't have a right. Listen, I do not believe in once saved, always saved. I think that's heresy. I don't care if you don't believe that. You know, if you disagree with me, please don't write me. You're not going to change my mind. God always gives free will. He allows people to walk their own way. And if you have a right to choose him, you have a right to choose to walk away. That is who God is. But at the same time, he says that he can keep you from ever falling. That's in the book of Jude and presents you faultless. So I can have confidence that, Lord, I know that in my flesh, I will walk away from you. But by, because I believe in your promise, you will keep me from ever falling. That's the Lord. And that's what he does. And God is wanting us to understand. I don't want to to focus too much on this, but folks, I am concerned sometimes if we don't get this part straight, if we don't get understanding, as I talked about the other week about being born again, what that actually means, we're going to miss out on the whole thing. We're going to miss out on this whole entire thing that's going on right God, right now. And God is asking us that we need to do something about our walk with the Lord. The signs are there. His feasts have been fulfilled in miraculous ways on signs in the heavens here in recent. Go do the history. I don't I don't have time to bring it all up now. I've been looking at it for years. But the Lord, it's like every single time there's something major, the Lord has some sign now to coincide because he's trying to warn. It's like God's throwing the kitchen sink at his people trying to wake us up before this last hour. I love this story. Love this story so much. A. Parnell Bailey had visited an orange grove where an irrigation pump had broken down. The season was unusually dry and some of the trees were beginning to die for lack of water. The man giving the tour then took Bailey to his own orchard where irrigation was used sparingly. These trees could go for rain for another two weeks, he said. You see, when they were young, I frequently kept water from them. This hardship caused them to send their roots deeper into the soil in search of moisture. Now mine are the deepest rooted trees in the area. While others are being scorched by the sun, these are finding moisture at greater depth. So I ask you, folks, are you letting your roots go deeper? Is it possible? Listen to me clearly. You who may have think that these trials that suffering and wondering why is God's doing these or allowing these things to happen to you or whatever it is. Is it possible that God's allowing your roots to go deeper? And if he is, are you allowing him to do his will in you? Because hardship and those who he love, he chastens, but not because he wants to spank you and put you in a corner because you've been bad, but because he wants you to grow deeper in him so that when the real hard times hit, your roots are so deep the world can be dry as a as as a as the sahara desert and you will be flowing full of living water are you getting the big picture that these trials folks are just like processing gold as the temperature heats up the impurities flow to the top and the dross is skimmed off so that the purest finest gold is left over god is not, will never be, has never been satisfied with copper, brass, or silver. 
He wants gold. He wants his saints to be a bright light and a shiny in this world so they can shine brightly through the darkest times that we are yet in and approaching so that we can be useful in the kingdom in the last days. So what do we do right now? What do we do today in October, November the 4th, 2022? What do we do? I'll tell you what we do. We respond in this hour by getting on our knees and crying out and asking the Lord what he would have us to do. I know, folks, we are all guilty of this. We pray, Lord, I need this. Lord, I need that. Lord, I want this. Lord, I want that. Lord, this is how you need to answer this prayer. Lord, this is how you need to answer this prayer. Lord, cast down fire on this person's head. Lord, you know, come against this, all these things. How often do we ever pray, Lord, what do you want me to do today for you? Lord, how can I bless you today? Lord, what would make you happy? What can I do, God, that would make your face smile? We need to pray and fast and seek his face. And don't fear repentance. Allow God to dig deep in your heart. Some of us have had some real trauma in our lives. And many are still carrying that baggage around today. But just as my father was on the program here the other week, and, he, and we talked about history, and we didn't get into all the, the crazy things that happened growing up and the trauma and all that stuff, which was severe. But you see how God has healed our relationship? Do you see how God has helped us to overcome And even though there was so much trauma and messed up stuff that we didn't mention on this program that was so bad, God did something beautiful and he forgave and he healed because we were willing and people kept praying for us. I'm going to close with this, folks. A quote from Charles Charles Spurgeon. If sinners will be damned, At least let them leap to hell over our bodies. And if they perish, let them perish with our arms about their knees, imploring them to stay. If hell must be filled, at least let it be filled in the teeth of our exertions and let not one go there unworn and unprayed for. Wow. Charles Spurgeon was trying to tell the people back then, don't let anyone go to hell without a fight and folks don't you go to hell because of someone else the way they've treated you that is i don't care how wrong you've been done i don't care how many people have abused you used you it doesn't matter all that matters is that you know that jesus died for you and that regardless of what the world has done christ is good enough and he's done Everything needed to be done to save your soul. Don't ever go to hell for somebody else. We are living in a time you are about to see supernatural like you have never seen it before. And you know what? You will see it in God's people too. But we need to be ready. We need to be willing. And we need to be prepared and move from preparing into being fully prepared 
and confident in the one who we serve. This is Brother Frank saying to everybody, good night, keep looking up, because your Lord is coming down soon. Shalom. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.